welcome to Talking Tyranids with Chris and Mark. My name's Chris, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very good. Um, and if you were if you were into the Tyranid YouTube scene uh, around twenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2011 maybe yeah. or 2012 um yeah. you might have you might have come across uh either of us and yeah so this is our first this first episode a little bit of an introduction to what we're going to be doing obviously we're going to be talking about uh primarily tyranids uh and and the warhammer 40k universe but we're you know we're going to be talking about news and what's going on um you know within the wargaming scene uh, a little bit but this this is just um a little intro for you guys to get to know us so i'm gonna hand over to you mark i'm gonna ask you first um can it take me through your hobby journey from never having played to to how you got into tabletop wargaming no problem so um i would say it would be when i was around 14 years old i'm 34 now so that's 20 20 on the nose <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I, I went round uh, my best friend's uh, house um, to play and at the table he had a corn berserker and some paint. I think it was literally just red and silver and he was painting it and all I'd known before then was when my dad had got like tanks or like aeroplanes um, like model ones you could get and I'd help him slash watch him do it um, yeah. And then I saw this little corn berserker. I was like, what is that? Is it a toy? And he's like, no, it's a model. It's, like, it's called a corn berserker. It's for my chaos army. What's an army? Like, what do you want about? You, 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 you build them, you paint them, and, and you play with them. And it was immediately then, it was like a light bulb moment. Like, sign me up. Like, what is this? And so he, he gave me another corn berserker, and it was literally just red base and then silver... <laughs> on the bits of like guns and helmet and stuff like that but I loved it I fell in love with it and I was like what do you do and he's like I don't know what I do next <laughs> I've just bought my first box so we we kind of went down this journey together um uh led by a couple of our friends that had had uh, a couple of different armies and we went to our local gaming store and I was like, these are amazing. And it was like, <laughs> Eldar, Dark Elder, Chaos Space Marines. I'm picking up this Chaos Space Marine bike box for £5, if you can remember the price point. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, awesome. So obviously I went home at being 14 years old. Didn't have any income coming in, really. And my mum was like, well, if you, if you want to do a hobby, you need to get a job. And so the only thing I could do was a paper round. Got my first little bit of money. And she was like, go on then and then I was like oh all I could afford was that five pound chaos box um so I built that and then uh kind of just had it and then looked at more armies like metal striking scorpions I didn't even know how to use what metal glue was I tried to use poly cement <laughs> and sellotape to kind of like stick it together <laughs> two hours later my dad came in and he was like you're an idiot. Uh, so, um, and then I, after a really tiny collection of those, and I put them to one side, I uh, was in school and we had English in the library at my school. And then straight after was lunch. So we were all basically reading in silence. It was really boring. 
and then as I was that finished, I was getting my stuff together, ready to go and play outside. Um, and then some of my friends and my best friend, who who introduced me to the hobby, went over to a table, and I was like, "What's going on?" So I walked over, and they started picking out some of their models they'd painted to show each other. And then I saw old one eye. <clears throat> yeah, the old, like the crab kind of sulking over old one eye. And I was like, that's cool. That's cooler than anything I've seen so far. What is that? And I said, oh, it's old one eye. He's like a, a Carnifex from this Tyranid race, which is like alien slash bug slash like insect slash like all these things. Like, okay, well, that sounds pretty cool because I like alien y stuff. Um, why is it missing like an eye? It's like, oh, I think it's a story where like he picks up this imperial garb like um, person with a with a plasma pistol and he just gets shot right in the face. But then it kind of slightly starts to regenerate, and his thing is he can kind of regenerate. And I'm like, this just sounds amazing. I want Tyranids, and I think it was from that point on Tyranids became my favorite army mm. for Warhammer. And then. 20 years later, I've uh, collected, <laughs> if we're specifically talking about Tyranids, I've collected mm-hmm. 5,000 points, including some Forge World models as well. Um, I started a YouTube channel in the uh, about a decade, <laughs> 2011 onwards, with uh, the, my best friend that started the hobby journey with me. Um, and we were doing battle reports, um, talking about news and stuff, and then life got in the way and now I've kind of predominantly gone to a lot of just painting um, and then in the last six months I've kind of branched out which is kind of like terrible but branched out to different ventures like I've, I, 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 Gene Steeler Colts kind of count right for Tyranids yep, a little bit. <laughs> so I've, um, I've started doing a bit of that and con- I'm late to the game with contrast paints so I've been mm-hmm. trying that out and I'm really enjoying it and then I've realised today actually that my colour scheme is an Ice World Tyranid colour scheme it, it, the, the, the legs and arms are kind of like almost bone colour with the um, carapace like a, a blend of blues from dark to light and then the mm-hmm. base is snow and gravel and I'm looking at these contrast paints and I'm like, if I just literally spray a model white and I use that one for the arms, I could use that one for the carapace, I could literally just dry brush and highlight. And that is my colour scheme done in half the time, which yep. is very exciting. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my journey. I'm a, more of a painter now, um, but I would love to get back into gaming, uh, find some hours in the week, let alone day. So yeah. yeah. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Well, let me let me tell you a bit about mine. So mine actually starts, I would say, almost ten years before yours. Actually, um, so okay, probably around the nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety two kind of region. Um, but for me, like Warhammer was like the hobby that almost wasn't because I kept dipping my toe in the water and I kept not doing it or not getting into it for various different reasons um and it just kept coming back <laughs> uh so my first like my absolute first foray into it as i say probably around 1993 um was space crusade do you ever play space crusade i, I know the name i know mm. the name but it's not it's very old now um but if you can ever get a copy of it 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 like 100% holds up as a very very fun board game so it was one of these things kind of like uh it was a 
pre-Space Hulk, um, and it was around the same time as games like Hero Quest was for Warhammer Fantasy, mm. where Games Workshop slash Citadel slash whoever had licensed out some of the IP to gaming companies. So I think Milton Bradley was the ones that did um, the ones that did uh, Space Crusade. So from a lore perspective, Space Crusade makes no sense. But basically, it's a squad of ultramarines, a squash, a squad of um, imperial fists, and a squad of uh, blood angels. Uh, I'll go on to basically a big space hulk, like a big sort of um, wrecked uh, space vehicle. And there's a variety of enemies on board. There are orcs, Gretchen. There's a chaos dreadnought that just wanders around. Um, <laughs> there's what's called chaos androids that are basically kind of a progenitor for what the necron warrior would eventually become okay um so like they're you know they, they look kind of necrony in the face but necrons didn't exist at this point um and gene stealers were there mm. um and model wise they looked as they probably would have looked when you started playing which i'm guessing was late third early fourth kind of region yeah it would have i mean i didn't i didn't get the codex until gosh i reckon when tau first came out Lord, i think yeah. that yeah so that that was around 2003 2003 yeah. something like that so i want to i want to say that was still third but basically basically uh, it was the old what is now the older gene stealer model um but for everyone i think is kind of the classic uh, and it's not hugely different to what it is now, but I loved those. And in the game, they were, of course, ridiculously good because they moved super fast. And if they got into close combat, they were going to kill the Marine. Um, <laughs> so I really liked those and kind of gravitated towards those. But I didn't even know what Warhammer was. Like, I thought they were just part of the Space Crusade game and I had no no way of knowing otherwise. And mm. then a few years down the line, so maybe we're now talking like 98, 99... So not too far from when you got into it. Um, a friend of mine at school was into the hobby and he kept saying to me, like, come over and we'll play. But every time I went over, some, there was some excuse. And we just never did it. So I'd be like, right, cool. I'm here. Let's play this Warhammer game. And he'd be like, oh, but it's really complicated. And <laughs> I'd have to teach you all the rules. Still and is. I was like, Still yeah, <laughs> I was like, I get that. I'm sure it is. Teach me the rules then. And he'd be like, I can't just teach you the rules. And so, what do you want me to do? So he gave me some homework. He gave me like the, I think, I would guess it was the second edition or maybe the third edition rule book. I think it was the second edition one. Um, and second edition was hugely complicated. Not quite as bad as Rogue Trader had been, but like really there was tons of rules. And reading it, I was, I don't know, seven or eight, let's say. Um, so I had no, I, I couldn't follow it at all. It was really <laughs> difficult. Mm -hmm. It would be much easier if i had just gone into a games workshop and said i have money you know you do the rest because you know they're what they're really good at in the you know the gwrs they're now branded warhammer stores is getting you into the hobby and saying like okay you need your paints you need your brushes you need this you need this kind of glue and you're going to need this army book and this rule book and here's a basic game to show you how it works um so I didn't have that. I had my friend who was useless and we never really got to playing. And then for my birthday, he bought me a squad of tactical Marines and a squad of space orcs, just generic space orcs. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I got them. I built them. I painted it up, but I still didn't know how to play. 
I still had no concept of how one would learn how to play. And it was the early days of the internet, so I couldn't just type it. I didn't know, at least, that I could just type in how to Warhammer into Google and probably get a billion, um, you know, GeoCities sites telling me how to do it. Um, and similar to you, very similar, actually. It's funny you mentioned Old One Eye. I went into a... So it wasn't a games workshop. It was just a licensed gaming store. And they sold, like, airfix kits, like you said, like tanks, mm, airplanes, mm. stuff like that. And they sold some Warhammer and Citadel paints. And I saw the old modeled Screamer Killer Carnifex. So the old fully metal thing with the two scything talons and the big uh, gaping open mouth. Mm. Um, and I said, I was like grabbing my dad's sleeve. I was like, that, that thing there. And again, it can only have been, what, £15 maybe at the time? Uh, it was not... <laughs> It was not by any measure of modern gaming an expensive model, but compared to the fiver I was looking at for some of these plastic squads, my dad was like, oh, you know, 15 pounds, just, and it's just one model. And, and, and the thing is, he's quite rightly, he's looking at it and saying, if you're trying to paint like that, that's going to take like 10 different paints. That looks really complicated because it had like this gradiated red to kind of a red to orange sort of effect mm. on the scythes and he had kind of bone colored chitin and slightly different colored hooves he was a whole thing and so quite rightly my dad was like i don't think that's the model to start with but i was like in love with this thing even though i didn't know what it was um and so i painted up those models i never played i left it by the wayside and all my friends at school were kind of actually quite anti-warhammer they were like oh it's that's that's for losers. We played Magic the Gathering. That was for cool kids. But apparently... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, had no. this, we had this sort of hobby hierarchy <clears throat> where somehow we thought playing a customizable card game was like cooler than, yeah. really than painting and playing with models. So we did that. Um, and it wasn't until I was at university and I'd actually finished uni. So I was... We're now jumping ahead to, let's say, uh, somewhere in the region 2010. Um, and that was when a friend of mine who was like massively massively into warhammer he was desperate to get me to play and so he he basically just said look you can borrow one of my armies just give it one shot and if you don't like it we never have to play again um and he was a uh, big into fantasy so it was a fantasy game we actually played it was uh warriors of chaos versus bretonians i want to say mm. um which is a very very fantasy fantasy game <laughs> like, yeah. uh, if, you, if you know what i mean so we, we we played that and i was like okay that might have actually been the most fun i've ever had that was amazing why have i never played this before um and i think if if i asked him now i think he'd admit he let me win but he acted like he didn't and that i had just outfoxed him with my amazing tactics um, <laughs> move forward smash i win yes yeah and so <laughs> And so I was like, look, you know, this this Warhammer Fantasy stuff's great. But I kept I kept being really resistant. I was like, but I'm never going to buy my own army. And then I said, maybe I could try 40k. I'd like to try 40k. But I'm never going to buy my own army. And so then he gives me some Space Marines. We play Marines versus Eldar. We have a good time. I, I enjoy it way more than I enjoyed Fantasy. I was like, no, this is the best game ever. And then I was like... I was like, you probably don't remember. There was some model. It had these weird scything arms. What, like, what is that called? And he was like, oh, that's a Tyranid. That's a Carnifex you're talking about. Or like under the modern parlance, mm -hmm. we call it yeah, Carnifex. Yeah. I was like, right, maybe, maybe I would get one of those. And so that was my first model. I went to Games Workshop. I bought a Carnifex. Um, and the guy tried to talk me out of it. 
because he was like, nah, you know, if you're starting an army, get yourself some warriors or some gaunts and maybe a hive tyrant. And I was like, sir, please. <laughs> I've come for a Carnifex and I'm not leaving without a Carnifex. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. have any money for anything else. And I don't have any money to legit start an army anyway. Um, so I got the Carnifex. My mate was very good. Um, it seems ridiculous now, but he let me proxy everything. So I had Ultramarines as Hormagons, and I had a Shagoth as the Swarm Lord, and I had all these different proxies in place until one by one I started buying my own models. Um, now I would say, yeah, I've got somewhere in the region of, uh, I'd say, five to 6,000 points, um, of which uh, a woefully small amount is actually painted. Um, I've, I've, looked, I've looked at the contrast paints, and um, I'm going to show you now, this is obviously... It's obviously an audio medium, but I can show Mark here in person because uh, we're doing this over Zoom as well. Um, that's not really showing up very well on the camera. Christ. It is It is like well, golden demon quality is what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I so, paint... so is that the Leviathan uh, colour scheme? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I paint Leviathan and there are ways to do Leviathan using contrast, but I don't love how that comes out. So... It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make, but if I paint mm. a Hormagon, it's going to take me about three hours. And if I paint a Termagant, it's going to take me closer to four hours because the guns are really awkward and I tend yeah. to paint them with no arms on and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's like a labor of love. It's like a slowly but surely kind of thing. Um, and actually, so I do feel like a bit of a turncloak. You mentioned going to Gene Steeler Cults. I actually... Um, my sister-in-law got rid of some necrons recently about a year and a half ago mm. and she said like i don't know how much they're worth can you just cost them up for me and see and so i costed them up and i said oh that's i don't know maybe about 200 pounds worth of stuff and i looked at my account and i had about 200 pounds <laughs> <laughs> and i was like this i'm never going to get a better opportunity than this to buy like at mates rates perhaps a full necron army um yeah so and the thing about the thing about necrons is painting them takes minutes sometimes like i can paint i can paint a necron warrior in about 25 minutes from start to finish um not necessarily including the time it takes for washes to dry so i now have literally three and a half thousand points of necrons fully painted ready to go yeah um but you know tyranids are still my first love that's why i'm doing this podcast about them and um that's that's why we're here to talk about them for you moving forward. Don't worry if we, if we're admitting things. I've I've dabbled in other armies, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it is fun. I I like um, for me the hobby is what got me into the hobby was the painting. The gaming was was fun, and I always find it fun, and I found it fun every time I do play. Um, but I just love, like, like I've really got back into the painting. Like, I am scheduling in my diary almost. Like, right, my my other half is doing this. Um, her two children are doing this. So I have this hour and a half, yeah. which is me time. And I am going to be sat down on my own, watching videos, headphones on, painting plastic soldiers so. <laughs> I, I think that's that's the thing when you get to sort of when you get into that territory where like you say life gets in the way because maybe you've got more of a career you know you've got family um you really do have to carve out that time like when i started you know as i said um you know i, I had a youtube channel back in 
I don't know, 20, 2012, 2013, I think, was, was when I was mainly doing it. Yeah. Um, and I had nothing but time on my hands. I had a job where I had days off during the week because I did shift work. So I could have a whole day where I had nothing to do. So I'd paint some. I'd maybe call up my friend. We'd go, go over to his and play a game. And I could maybe record a video talking about the game I just played or some Tactica or, you know upcoming release rumors that i was compilating that was kind of my main that was my usp that was my main thing i was like a rumor guy um and the warhammer community pretty much killed that because there's not many there's not many rumors there because like gw releases them by themselves and so not there's certainly not half as much of a um market for that as there was but yeah definitely these days you know i'm i'm a father now and i'm married and i have uh, quite an evolving career and so i do literally have to say like you know right my you know my wife might say she's taking taking our son out for a walk and i'll be like okay that's how long's that that's 25 minutes and i have to do the calculus in my head of what can i get done in that time like what's a realistic thing to take on can i paint an arm can i paint a devourer do i want to start some thing because i don't want to start something i'm not going to finish yeah at that yeah, point I hate like that. i don't want to leave uh, a bit of you know uh, a bit of chitin like half highlighted or you know something half washed or, or whatever else um so it it is more difficult i've been i've been managing to get to get games in from time to time i maybe play like once a month or once every other month um because over the years i've just built a network of friends and if one of them can't play the other one might be able to play and yeah. sooner sooner or later someone will just give in and say yes <laughs> <laughs> please play <laughs> um yeah, so, um, I mean, you've got a thing with a game like uh, I normally play two thousand point games. Yeah, um, I've been a big fan of that. Um, uh, I've done a few like seventeen fifty, eighteen fifty, fifteen hundred, twelve fifty, um, but two thousand is 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 the one for me. Um, cool. But then, uh, it's, like, again, similar to you, I I did have a Necron army. I I. I had a few different armies because of when I did the YouTube um, and I didn't have a lot of outgoings. So this was like, it's the dream, eight armies. <laughs> um, and then when we decided to purchase the house that we're now in, um, I had to choose what what went away and obviously Tyranids stuck around. Um, so I had a, a Tyranid and similarly to you, I guess, an, a Necron army um, before I sold it. Um, and I sat down and Necrons aren't, really super complex there's no psychic phase they 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 come yeah. back to life once you've got that it's it that that's it um so let's go let's do this phase this phase this phase look at the clock it's if it, if you're having fun could be four hours later yeah and i'm like okay so i was only meant to be here for like three hours and I've got to drive back and pack up and everything like that. And I think Games Workshop are addressing that because I don't know if you you saw or took part. They they did a um a questionnaire um a few months ago. I I, I definitely took part in that. And yeah, I threw I, in an answer. Yeah, I, I I got a um I got the impression a lot of the questions were to do with streamlining the game. Like, do yeah. you want forty stratagems that you're probably going to use five? Well, you don't want that many, no. And are the stratagems benefiting or not benefiting? Are the rules layer upon layer upon layer? It's just, it's just like an onion. It's a massive yeah. onion, the game, at times, of 
just complication and they're very clever what they do at Games Workshop and they put a lot of time into it. They've always said though they're a model company first and then the game comes secondary but with it being so popular, so so popular, I think in the next few years when the new edition comes out especially I'm 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 hoping that it'll be nice and streamlined and I, I think I can see that in like Age of Sigmar what they did yeah. um, and I've always had a lean towards that and I and I, I grabbed a, uh, I was going to say a codex then um, a, a battle book whatever battle they call tome. it yeah. battle tome that's it battle tome and I'm opening it up and it's like oh that's quite simple because all the rules I need to know is on this one page yeah. I don't need to flip <laughs> around and all this and, and, and yeah, yeah so it, it, I mean it, I haven't seen any of the newer codexes so I can't really comment on that, but I'm hoping that it, the game will become more streamlined, and then Games Workshop would definitely have me coming back for more gaming. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely a um, there's a there's a tug of war that happens, and I think this is something we'll end up talking about more as as time goes on. But there is a tug of war between the you know they want to streamline the game, they want to strip stuff back. They don't want you to necessarily have to play, you know, four or five hours to play 2,000 points, which is where I I would say an average 2,000 point game probably takes me about five hours, like including setup and packing mm. away. And I tend to un- underestimate it. I'll tend to say to my wife, I'm going to, I'm going to my mate's house. I'll be there three, four hours. I'll be back for dinner. And then I've got her <laughs> calling me up and she knows, like she knows I'm full of shit. She knows that I'm not... <laughs> that i've got it wrong and she'll give me this look this sort of cocked eyebrow like really three or four hours for a game of warhammer and i'm like four days later yeah exactly (laughs) because because i've been sat there and i'm not accounting for the time that i'm sitting there going like there is a stratagem that lets me do this it's not in the codex maybe it's in blood of Baal. it's not in blood of Baal, but it's probably one of the leviathan ones now i think about it let me look through that oh crap it's a crusher stampede so i mean i I legit now carry three four books with me when i'm playing tyranids because we have the rules all spread over yeah and so there is always there is always like a push i find from gw to to try and streamline things like one of the big things they did in ninth was okay overwatch is now a stratagem and i was so thankful for that because Mm. i would just I would just dread it when I would overwatch a Tau player and it's like, okay, now we've got 20 minutes of rolling. Yeah. And we'll, you know, even looking for fives, there's still not going to be that much. It's still not going to have this massive impact on the game. And yet here we are yeah. rolling and rolling because you're never not going to take your overwatch if it was free. Mm. Um, and so, you know, they do stuff like that. This brought in an extra layer to it and, uh, and whatnot. But, and the, you know, the up to points costs so that there would be fewer models on the table so there's less to move around so it's theoretically still quicker that being said it takes me as long now i think as it ever has to to play a game and i think it's just that thinking time in that you know oh if i if i make one misstep here Mm. like he's especially with tyranids tyranids are an army full of if you make if, if you miss that charge with your gene stealers they're gone and that's yeah you know whatever 260 280 points down the drain um so yeah so one one last thing i want to ask you in our our little introductory one Mm -hmm. um is so uh you know we we know where we're at with the hobby at the minute do you have any 
kind of lofty hobby goals anything that you always wanted to have or always wanted to have tried or done that you, you haven't yet done that's like a bucket list kind of thing yeah i mean there's a i think um there's there's probably two two big ones um when i had the youtube channel um there was someone who reached out and basically said we're doing an event in london it's a saturday sunday event um we would love you to come along and either battle like take part or just kind of show off what we can do they weren't like a big one it was like i think it was like a gaming group in london that just had a lot of participants so mm-hmm. they wanted to come along us to come along and do something but unfortunately i with my working hours would work at the weekend and i couldn't get time off um and it was that point i was like actually maybe do a tournament because I'm, I'm quite good at gaming i'm very analytical very strategic um i love to learn every single army watch battle reports of all the armies and get a good kind of knowledge because i just love everything to do with that um so i'd love to just go to a a, a tournament probably suck probably <laughs> just just get my army thrown off the table in turn one but to say you would have done it and and meet people because i've gone to warhammer world and i have met some incredible people um there was once uh, some guys there who was part of the um the navy and they'd just done a tour and they'd come back and they've come as a group and they're like hey why don't we kind of play together because you've got tyranids i've got tyranids and stuff and it was nice and it was that lovely gaming community so i that's one of the things i'd like to do um the second one in terms of um Tyranids specifically, I remember that the shop that I used to go and buy the models from, I then worked at, um, and then uh, I would work in what was the hobbies department, yeah. and that's where they sold the Warhammer um, and White Dwarf every month. Every month, yeah, every month would come out, and I would be like, oh, I've, you know, I've, I've got to keep on top of this. Like, if customers come in and they ask me questions, so I'd be like, oh yeah, here's here's like the fishing books over here. I'll definitely read them at some point, but this White Dwarf, <laughs> I need to read. And I opened it up, and the Harridan model was there. Oh yeah. And I was like, what, what? <laughs> it comes with wings? Um, and I like looked at it and then was like, oh, like, why are we not ordering this in? Like, this is amazing. And they're like, well, it's not on the, the, the order books. We can't, because they, we, they couldn't order in Forge World and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I realized what Forge World was. And then I realized the price point, And then I realized yeah. it was resin and everything like that. And every time I go to Warhammer World, you obviously see those displays. And you've got, like, the big, gigantic ones. And the Harridans there. And I'm like, oh, mama, <laughs> one <Yeah>. day. <laughs> but now it's like, because with the move, I'm like, where would it fit? I, if I can make it fit somewhere, even if I have a little secret box in the shed and stuff like wrapped in like bubble wrap and linen of the gods so that it doesn't break um i i would get it and that is that's a model that i would love to own absolutely absolutely so they're my two yeah well i'm really um i mean i think we're i think we're pretty similar guys to be honest um and i've kind of 
you know, I, I was trying to think to myself, well, what, what would my two things be? And it's very similar, really. Um, so I've played, you know, I've, I've had friendly tournaments where maybe me and like five other friends set up like a, a pool and, you know, play like an elimination round and do tournaments. But I've never played in like a big official like GT kind of tournament or like a big open. Um, so similarly, I mean, I think playing at that level is 100% different. And I certainly don't think I could ever do it as like, a, oh, I'm a tournament player. You know, I I have min-maxed lists that are always at the cutting edge of, you know, what is meta and what is on top right now. Because that's a rich single man's game who has no time, who has nothing other than time on his hands, I feel like. Uh, or a ton of money to pay someone to paint your army for you, maybe. Um, and that's that's not me and that's not where I get a lot of enjoyment out of it but I would like you say just to go along to be part of the community to to say I want to take on the, the guy who has the Drukhari that's going to end up on the top table like wouldn't it be fun for me to just test my skills against him and see like how far below him am I you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like, and then, then that army is uh, doing pretty well <laughs> yeah they they, 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 are, they are we're struggling to knock them off that pedestal at the moment um uh, and I mean, to be fair, if I was ever going to do it now is the time with Tyranids because the Crusher Stampede is top three at most opens at the moment. Um, and before that, the, you know, basically Hive Guard spam in Leviathan lists was doing incredibly well as well. It's been kind of nerfed now with uh, points in Greece, but still, it's you know, still a viable option. Um, so I'd kind of like to do that. And, and, and similarly, so you've said you own some Forge World. I own almost nothing from forge world i had some old tyranid warrior upgrades kits that are not any good anymore because mm. because they're they're now you can now get those bits in plastic um but aside from that like i don't have any of the big models i don't have the haridan i don't have the the, the hyra jewels uh, which are both very popular mm -hmm. in play at the moment i've got the one with the gun is that the barbed hyrule? I think it's the barbed one. Yeah, yeah that sounds and, right. And I've got the beautiful Demacarian model. Oh, you know, there there is one I desperately want. Um, uh, whereas the, but for me, I think like the ultimate hobby goal is to have the Hierophant Bio Titan, um, because of its because <laughs> it's the, the size, size of a small dog. <laughs> it is. It is. It's the size of a small dog. The size and scale of it is ridiculous. Um, and I actually remember I had a friend that I played with years and years ago and he got into tyranids and overnight he's on ebay spending hundreds of pounds buying models buying models he was stripping them with detol and repainting them in his own colors and he was like obsessed with it and then within a month of starting to play he was like oh i got this one off of forge world called the hierophant and i was like literally offended by this i was like <laughs> i was like you you don't just buy one of those and and you know, you certainly don't field it. Like, yeah. it's like that's that's like a lifelong goal to paint up one of those. You've got to give it some love, and you need to know how to work with that weight of resin because you're not just going to glue those bits together. You're going to have to most likely pin them, and there's, there's there's things involved. And if you paint it bad, that's it's like an affront because of the size of the thing and the cost of the thing. Um, and I was just like, and not only that, you don't play it in a normal game. Like, if you're having a pickup game. With you know, two thousand points for someone. Even if you can bring a higher fan, you shouldn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, if only because the thing is like two and a half thousand points at the moment, anyway. But mm. um, so that that again, that is one of my hobby goals to get to have one of those to have it painted like my best work, my mm. my life's you know my magnum opus would be painting that to 
the absolute best of my ability and uh, you know being able to justify spending that level of money on one model that i would maybe play with three or four times <laughs> in yeah. my life yeah and um, then just stare at it every night stare at it every in night this well, little God, shrine <laughs> I've, my wife was very kind to let me buy some cabinets to display my models so there's like a spot in it's not put aside at the moment but i've got a spot that i would make for it no, that's i'm still like in negotiations i'm still losing that negotiation but <laughs> well the the thing is they have a very small footprint if you've got a back room mm. where you can hide it <laughs> yeah. um that's yeah. that's what i did it's, yeah. it's, hidden, it's hidden in my hobby room but i i, I absolutely love it fantastic um okay well listen thanks for coming on and talking to me uh today marks we're gonna have a um, we're we're gonna try and I'd say maybe once every two weeks, try and release yeah. uh, an episode where we're going to talk, talk Tyranids uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and see what's going on. Um, so I'm going to let you go for now and I'm going to thank everyone that's uh, got this far for listening to the whole thing. Yeah, you, you, get, a, you get a gold sticker. Well done. <laughs> With a Tyranid's head on it. You choose which model. And uh, yeah, I'll in future episodes, I'm sure I'll dump all the socials at the end, but I'm kind of, I've kind of put the... <laughs> I've sort of put the cart before the horse here and I just wanted to get recording. So uh, yeah. I haven't necessarily got all that in place yet. No. Um, but thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time.